<laughs> Next thing I know, I'm jumping out a shorty window in front of a bus stop full of people, son. <laughs> Yo, y'all should do a podcast for real. Yo, but like, what would we call the podcast? Boy, I don't even know, but it gotta be something that represents us. Look, man. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So unfortunately, two's not here today. Mm. But we're here for another one. We have a beautiful guest today, Melissa. Hey, y'all. From the Relations Podcast. Relations? Relations. Relations Podcast. Uh, reached out because y'all been saying we need a female's perspective on some of these conversations we've been having. Even though we completely tell y'all every week that it's from the mind of a guy, but whatever. <laughs> y'all got y'all female presentation. Vagina in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to just get straight to it. The question is, what is love? But not so much on the ideology of it. I want to go like from a from a more morbid like perspective about it well, I'm gonna start with domestic violence what in your opinion is the reason why people stay in domestic domestic abuse relationships oh also for the for the fun of it have you ever been in a domestic abusive relationship so this hits home this is home deeply pause <laughs> um, <laughs> um so i grew up in a domestic abuse household interesting since i was four years old until i was 13 um and the things that i've picked up on how domestic abuse starts is just like anything negative um trauma pain um people avoiding having communication um lack of trust um all the things that love is not right um and you have to upgrade each other perfect segue right um the partnership choosing partnership to me is choosing somebody that makes you better that brings good things into your life and we're all going to be damaged we all have traumas um now as an adult i can look back at that experience and see how we were led there um but it's damaging and it didn't just damage the two people involved especially when you have kids because now there's three other people in my case that were damaged from this experience um and then personally separate from my parents um i never was in a domestic abuse relationship but i have been in a very mentally emotionally abused relationship which i think goes hand in hand right it's still some type of abuse mm -hmm. um whether it's physical or not um and he there was one time that he got physical ish with me um which i can say yeah that was that was abuse period that was abuse it shouldn't have happened um and i think that the only reason he caught me in my vulnerable moment and he knew it mm. Okay. And I think when you trust somebody with your vulnerability, you put yourself at risk. But at the same time, vulnerability is the only way to love. 
So how do we? Where's the? How do we? Yeah, I don't. It's it's messy. It's mixy. That's what I'm saying. So in a domestic. No. Now I mean for me, I think people like like you said you grew up in a, a household where you where you were exposed to that. So I think one of the main reasons why people stay in those relationships is because that's the norm to them. That's all they know. That's what they that's what they're used to. That's what they've grown up seeing. Um, so that's one reason. Another big reason why I feel like people stay in those type of relationships is fear. Right? So like abuse it's like a form of power. You know, whoever's giving it or whatever. So the person that's getting abused, they may have that fear that Hey, if I leave this person, they may feel like I'm taking the power from them. No telling what they might do to, you know, get that power back. Also, you may stay because you may feel like no one believes you. I may not be able to justify this case. So it's just a lot of reasons why people stay in these relationships. It gets tricky. Mm, that's facts. Um, you hit it right with the whole fear part. Um, and I think another piece is you feel bad for the person. Like, especially when you love somebody you and you see that their pain, although their pain and their trauma is affecting you, you still feel bad that they are in the situation that they are, especially when you know their trauma. So you want to be helpful, right? Especially if you're a people pleaser and you are a nurturer, you want to nurse them back. You want to nurture them back into like health and you want the pain that they're inflicting in you to stop. But you also want the pain that's inflicting in them to stop. Got it. Got it. All right, so then, so segue into that then. If it's a fear thing, what you think is, I guess, more scary? Like telling, looking somebody in their face and telling them exactly how you feel about something? Or hearing, yo, this is the problem I have with you. Like making, making that assessment on how you react to it. Or how they might react to you telling them. You think that takes into account how they may feel in a domestic situation? Like if they've experienced it before, you think that's something that plays a part? Like, yo, if I tell him, like, yo, we, you gotta stop hitting me, or it's not good, or whatever the case may be, or you gotta stop hitting me on, on her part. Like, she hits him. That happens. Yeah. So Word, it's it like, like, you think a fear is, like, confronting that situation and then the repercussions of it? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like you don't, sorry, but no, you, no, no, you don't, you don't know the reaction that they're gonna give you. You don't know what's gonna come from this. So, it's that initial fear that may keep you from saying something. You know, just that what if, just that gray area. So, um, I think that there's always, com I shouldn't say always. That's very specific. I would say that in my experience, whenever there is abuse, there's always communication afterwards on that abuse. So, for instance, for my parents, the communication was he would drink, he would abuse her, then they would go and have sex. My parents, after every abuse, there was sexual reconciliation. And although that wasn't verbal communication, that was a form of communication and saying, I know I hurt you, now let me, feel, let me make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it became part of their language. Um, for me, in my relationship, the communication was always like, I'm sorry. And it was always like, why were you, why, what made you that upset? That was always my question. Mm -hmm. Why did it have to go there? 
what is it about you that went there? And I remember the first time he um, actually like put his hands on me, like grabbed me up. Um, I, I remember just saying like afterwards when we had the com the communication, I was like, there was just something different in your eyes. Like you just, you were no longer there. What happened? Where did you go? What is going on? Um, and he was very transparent, vulnerable and saying like, you know, I've, I've abused every woman I've ever been with. You're the first person I haven't put my hands on. Um, and I really don't know what to do. This is all I know. Like that was what he learned how to associate and relate to women. So at that point it was like, wait, this is a bigger issue. This is bigger than me. Um, and I'm like, do you want to get help? Do you want to stop this? Right? Like that's the communication. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, I don't know. I, there's always some type of, I would say, if you just ignore and just pretend it doesn't happen because that happens too, then that's fear. Yeah. Like you just pretended that that whole experience never happened, that you just move on until it happens again. Um, but there could be communication after it that you can get some type of like understanding. Mm -hmm. So what was the last straw for you? The, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, one. what was the last? Because um, obviously you're not in a relationship now. So. No. Um, we stayed together after that for a long time. Um, the last straw for me was that he knew he had a problem, he was aware of it, but he wasn't trying to do something about it, mm. ever. And it's like, okay, well, you're aware of it, okay, check, you're done, you know that this is happening, okay, check, we're past that, now what? Mm. And there was no other thing and it's like well you don't I don't think you want to heal and I understand that his situation was complicated it was a complicated situation um but it's like I can't I can't fix you I can't fix you there's nothing I could do and I tried I think that the reason why I stayed that long is because I wanted I knew that his pain was deeper and I wanted to help him and I wanted to love him through it but I knew that it was just too deep rooted for me to handle so mm. do you do you think in him you said that's all that he knew. Do you think that justifies him continuing to do that behavior? There's never justification for abuse. It, but the reality of it is, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, you don't want to justify it. You just want to come into the knowing of, okay, now I know why this is happening. You even know now why it's happening. So now that we know, you got once you know something, you have responsibility to deal with it. Yeah. So that's cool. What uh, just to change gears a little bit. What's a what's what's a deal breaker in a relationship? One of your relationships. For me, I've been analyzing this a lot actually. For me, a deal breaker is when you are no longer when we are not trusting each other. When there's no longer trust, like. You, what can you do? How can you grow without any trust? So when trust is like, um, I guess, interfered or lost, and there's nothing that neither parties are doing to make it better, then you got to make a decision. Trust is big. Do you go through phones? I do not. I do not go through phones. I feel like if I have the thought to go through a man's phone, I should already break up with them. Cool. Like, I'm not the person who, like, needs evidence to make a decision. Okay. To me, my instincts are good. Women's instincts are just, intuitions are just on point, on target. We're just connected to the moon. We're connected to the planet. So we just be knowing things. I often say women, women's intuition be spot on because something's up. They just oftentimes don't look in the right place. 
<laughs> like I've had situations where where they'll be like, yo, I know you're cheating. And then they'll be looking in a complete direction that I ain't even playing. <laughs> so like, just, you focused on her. You should really be focused yeah, on her. Yo, you know what I mean? You don't realize your cousin's been over a lot more lately, but you looking at my coworker. <laughs> Whatever. Facts, 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 facts. But I just, like, all right, so is cheating a deal breaker for you? Cheating is not the worst thing that a man could do to me, no. Um, and it's crazy because just Saturday I was reminded. So my first, I was in a long, long relationship with someone when I, my first relationship when I was 15. Um, he was 14, I was 15. We're together up until I was like 19, 20. So we're together for a very long time. And when we first met, I was a virgin. And he wasn't, obviously. Um, and I rem- he reminded me of a time when I had told him, like, you know what? I'm not ready to have sex. If you need to fulfill that, I want you to feel free to do that. But I don't want you to pressure me to do it. I'm not going to be pressured. And he never did. But I wanted to, like, just make it real clear. Like, don't press me. We're going to do this when I'm ready to do it. So go ahead and do it. And he did. And when he, he came back to me after he did it. And he was like, by the way, Melissa, like, you had told me this. And I took the opportunity <laughs> and I did it. And I didn't, I didn't remember this experience. He just reminded me, we were just talking about it on Saturday. And he was like, yeah, you were just cool. Like, you were, I could, I could tell you felt some type of way. Like, do you remember feeling some type of way about it? And I was like, yeah, I kind of remember, like, feeling this, like, sting of, like, oh, my God, he really did it. But he's like, do you remember what you responded to me after I came back to you? And I was like, no, nah, what did I say? He was like, you just was like, well, I told you you could. So... I can't be mad about it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just moved on. Like, we never talked about it again. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, cheating is not the worst thing you could do to me if we're honest, if we have that type of relationship, one. Um, and if I feel like our be- our relationship is not affected by that. I think that what where men go wrong with cheating and not being honest is that they usually change in their relationship when they start cheating because of the deceit, because of the lies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if you're honest about it <laughs> and you guys can come into a decision, then it wouldn't Yo. be that big of a deal. Yo. Mm-hmm. Yo. You make it a big deal. Yo. Yep. I've been saying. <laughs> yeah, make it a real fucking big deal and it shouldn't be. Yo, I keep telling them. As long as your original relationship is not altered by this situation, you not a problem. Hey, bro, do your thing. <laughs> and not only that, but I think we have to. I think we there has to be a point that we need to get into an honest space about the fact that choosing one person forever and ever is not realistic. Hey, so Connecting I'm a- and, I'm not, and, I, and I'm not talking about just sex I'm talking about just the connection With other people in your life I like, think I'm gonna just bow out <laughs> I, I know I know. This certain, I mean I know this gets heavy And people get uncomfortable with this conversation You don't have to We don't have to go there Hey I'm not uncomfortable I oh, just okay. I be preaching this shit But people look at me like I'm yeah, insane Yeah you're crazy <laughs> But, but the, we have to be real That what we're doing right now Is not working so you you you're gonna either drive yourself crazy trying to control your man and looking through his phone and being n- neurotic, and men can continue walking around living double lives. But the reality of it is, this is not functional for anybody. Nobody's happy. Everybody's lying to themselves, to each other, and it's just 
an an excess of energy that's extorted that shouldn't be mm. like let's just be real about it yes you found somebody else attractive yes you're normal True. you're human mm-hmm. like i don't expect you to not be and that shouldn't affect what we have here like i think this should you should be very sure in the connection that you have with somebody that you should be like you know what you could have a connection with somebody else but that doesn't take away from this yeah, you know why i'm glad you're here because it was brought to my attention that when i say things i'm disrespectful or i'm, I'm rude wilding, too. so right? me too right mm-hmm. so now that you're here saying the same shit i be saying I'm so happy right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I could look at Dre and say, "See, son, she's not in a relationship. She's right, she's dating that." Yeah, but I just told you about a relationship that I was in, where at 15 years old, where we had this, we faced this and, head on at and, 15 years and old. And also, people are not as mature as so her. She she on a different level. So, oh, that's this what I be trying to say. Date people that's on a on a your ma- level. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying, bro. Facts. All I'm saying. Just, hey. Just, hey. Hey, do you? But brother? but I'll stay sounding <laughs> insane. Whatever. My man Trav hit me. <laughs> My man Trav hit me a little while ago. Hit us actually, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, why do women don't understand how boring they get eventually? Why why they get so oblivious to the fact that they boring?" His thing was driven straight sexually though, because he's like, "Yo, I met this girl." And in the beginning of time, we used to be very experimentative and adventurous, spontaneous, get in a relationship and all that died out. Mm-hmm. And then that would charge up his, his need to find that same, I guess, satisfactions elsewhere. The thrill. Yeah. The adventure. Yeah. So I want to ask you, a woman, why, why is that? Why people get, like, if you used to do this shit and... That becomes part of it. Why I fell in love with you, the the spontaneity, the the different places or whatever. We we whatever we get creative. When that changes or declines, why 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 is that not part of something you fix? Even though we bring it up, I think this goes back to what we were discussing on my episode. Please me go check it out. It's live right now. Um. The act, like I think that in the beginning, each person is putting up an act on how to appease the other person that they set up expectations that are not realistic. Like they just think that that's what they should do. Both people do it. It's not just a woman thing. I think it's a man thing, too. I think that we're both just putting up an act in the beginning to like be all cool and adventurous and spontaneous. And we're all these things. And then it's like, oh, now we're comfortable. I don't have to try. I already got you. Men say that and women say that. Oh, he is already here. I don't have to do much. Or, you know, you just you just get lazy. You get lazy. You get um, complacent. Get, get comfortable. You get comfortable. You just become numb to the fact that excitement is not something that comes. Excitement is something that you create. Your experience is something that you create. You have ownership of it. And so you also create boredom as well. If that's what you want to do. And you think that the grass is greener on the other side and just going to jump into another thing is just going to make things exciting. But that's just going to get old, too. Like, humans are never satisfied. Like, that's all we're doing is seeking for satisfaction. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's a thing. It's a never-ending cycle. Right. Yeah, I was having a conversation once, and and I was like, it hit me how these things tend to get 
get a little wavy because all right so in the beginning which is kind of like what we was talking about when, when we did your episode is like the representative was there so you would present flowers or you do all of these mm -hmm. things so as a result she may be like yo what up you do this adventure shit but then you get in a relationship and you stop doing that so that results in her to stop doing certain things and now y'all realize like yeah, you know I mean, like I don't bring you random flowers no more. So now I'm not getting head no more in the regular. In regular. Now it's tip for tat, because yeah. we love to do that. Yeah, but I'm just trying <laughs> to figure out like, how does that how does that improve? Like who who would make the first step? Because then you will be at a point at, in time where you like, bro, it don't make no sense me bring home flowers if I ain't gonna even going like ain't nothing gonna happen. There's only one solution to all of these problems. Most of them can be resolved by communication. Yeah, but what point is communication when it's Immediately. not? Immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, if nothing's happening. But we, we presume that if, if it's not dramatic and it's not a bomb going on, that nothing is happening. Like, the, 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 what we have to notice is that the moment that something is uncomfortable for you, you need to start speaking up. Like, you don't wait till something to blow up to start doing taking uh preventative measures preventative measures come like you know when you feel that little itch in your throat and when it's cold right and you're like oh okay um this is what usually happens when i'm about to get sick okay at that point when that itch comes you take an emergency packet so that itch could go away no some people just like oh you know what i have that itch in my throat but i'm gonna go out i'm gonna drink i'm gonna do this i'm gonna break night i'm gonna do all these crazy things to exuberate it because you're ignoring it so i think if we just face a lot of these things that make us uncomfortable and talk about and communicate it we would have zero problems and me working on my communication several times i've like in my relationships i've said what it is like just verbatim like yo i like what are you doing like, i used to suck my dick for five minutes now you want 30 seconds or whatever like mm. it and you hear me talking, saying this, communi communicating this to you, and you don't do anything about it. You don't even acknowledge it. You see me clearly upset, and you're not doing anything. Because they don't care. Because it's about people are selfish. Like, mm. well, I'm still getting pleased. Mm. I hear that you're not, but what does that have to do with me? Straight up. People do that all the time. God damn. Guess boy. at that point, you got to leave, huh? It's straight up. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Later. <laughs> Run. Oh, yeah, I wish you could be at every fucking. I can if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is crazy. Shit let's, is crazy. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. And I think the communication piece is a huge, but I think we don't do enough enough moments of accountability either. Like we always yeah. like this person change. Why? Why are they being so crazy? Like, did you ever take a moment to be like, wait a second. Can I be contributing to the reason why this person is no longer X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had that conversation before, but we just came to a conclusion like that. You're not thinking about that in that, in that moment. Never. Not, it's always the other person. Yeah, it's always what you did. Mm -hmm. We point fingers. That's what we do. Nobody says to me like, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe I am the reason why this is not happening anymore. What did I do? Yeah, but in that conversation, we couldn't really answer for why the female would do that because we do it. But then when we say we, like when we're becoming accountable or we are holding our own accountability, 
we get yo that's just an excuse like you're just showing you're just saying excuses to not like they're we're trying to tell you yo i did that shit i'm wrong but nah you lying there's more but because accountability has to come with changed behavior Okay. And I think that men, well, no, I'm not going to make it a man woman thing. I think that people have a habit of apologizing for things and then just continuing doing them. And it's like, what was the point of the apology if nothing's going to change? Like, for now, you just, what is it called? There's a term for it now. Oh, gaslighting. That's, I just learned that new and I'm so happy about it. Mm-hmm. Gaslighting is when you like throw a bunch of apologies and all these manipulative things and continue doing them and it's like wait you're trying to make me feel like you something is different and you're making you just throwing gas you're just throwing smoke so that i could be confused you're confusing me mm. and that's manipulation and nobody got time for that either <laughs> straight up Damn. yo would you want to um yes what? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Ask. Would, would you would you want to be in a relationship with someone you like have a lot in common with? And I, when I mean a lot, I mean damn near everything you like to do. This person likes to do. No, like I am. I like doing things by myself, and I like doing things with the people in my life, and so. I don't I want my man to like being with me and like enjoying time with me but I also want him to have his own life mm-hmm. like I want him to have friends I want him to I want us to miss each other every now and then too like I don't I, go have other interests teach me something new mm-hmm. like that's part of the excitement and the connection it's like you are different than I am if I wanted somebody like me I would just date me which I already do that all day so yeah no i'm the same way like i feel like if i'm with somebody that's identical to me like there's no room for growth and i want that growth i want to learn new things i want to be able to teach you things and you teach me things and stuff like that so i oftentimes look for somebody that that doesn't have the same interests as me mm-hmm. actually and how'd that work for you good i'm 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 happy <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> all right so you believe in marriage <sighs> I, I I question it. What do you, what do you mean? Um, like I said, I, I, I don't know if, if being with one person for the rest of your life is realistic. So um, I always joked around with my mom and tell her, you know, I'm going to be like the black Elizabeth Taylor. I'm going to just get married every five to ten years. <laughs> with somebody new, um, because I feel like we're all, we're, we're 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 always evolving, we're always changing, um, and somebody may be good and connecting with you right now, and then in ten years from now that might change, and I think that that's okay. I don't think that we should feel like oh pigeonholed, like we own each other and like we supposed to be with each other forever, and like oh let's force it. Is this is this not realistic? It's not working. It hasn't been working for centuries. Even when people were staying in marriages for forty something years guess what they weren't happy um they were living double lives my grandfather had a whole nother family down the block my my sister my mom would go and hang out with her sisters who she thought were just neighbors down the block but he had a whole nother family (laughs) um and he was pretty much open about it but he's still married to my grandmother like it's just not realistic it's just not real and it's never worked i don't want to hear that oh but it used to work back in it never worked it's just before people were more obscure and more you know kept it under wraps 
um, and now we're just more outlandish with it. That's the only difference, but it's never been successful. So it's like it's like a female me talking. I know everyone says that too. So, I've heard that a lot, but a so lot of penises happy. tell me that all the time. You say what? So a lot you of are so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this shit is crazy. You've been dying for this. So would you would you explore an open marriage then if you were to get married? Um, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Um, I don't know if open would be the word that I would use. Um, I think that there needs to be a new category that I may create um, that would work for me and my partner. Um, but I know that I do want to feel peace. I want to feel safe. I want to feel um, respected and honored in any relationship that I have at this point like romantic or not romantic like that's the type of relationships I want to attract and I want to create and I want to build and so what whatever we decide on there's that's going to be the foundation so what would it take for for you to even consider the marriage um like what would wow forget that question real quick what mm-hmm. would wow you right now in your dating life some shit you never seen before right i want to create something i've never seen before like what I want, I never seen. Which is, which is, With that list. something really healthy, something really honest, something really peaceful, something right. Like, and I've never seen that. I haven't seen it in my family. I haven't seen it in my friends. Um, I see a lot of people being fake happy. I want to be real happy. Um, I want to be real honest. I want to be real. I want to have a real relationship. I don't want to have just a relationship that looks good on paper or the relationship that looks good to my friends and my family. Um, I want to do something that fits for me. I want to custom make my situation. Which would then rally on to what you said about the marriage. It never, it's never been good. Like, all of these people that's been married, I can say for me, like, I've heard growing up, like, I got a family that's heavy into, like, religion, like, heavy into Christianity. So they'll say, like, yo, when, when God sets you free, you're free indeed. And they saying that in a relationship that they've been with for mad long, it's basically saying, like, yo, when I get out this marriage, I'm going to be the happiest person in the world. And I'm like, the thing that we got to unlearn, because they... Alright, so these people raise us with this mind state. Yo, you gotta grow up, get married, have kids. Them, those kids gotta grow up, get married, have more kids. Mm-hmm. Bro, if we all running after your playlist of growing up, getting married, none of us at any point of this say, "Yo, I need to be happy in these relationships." It's not a pri- happiness is not a priority. Which I think yeah. is something we need to like unlearn or relearn or something because. I said to them when we talked about marriage the first time, Dre, what I said about marriage. I'm like, yo, if you getting married for love, that to me is the worst thing you can do. Like, marriage for love, that shit sounds crazy Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Right? And I only say that because you got other things that build a marriage that love ain't got nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. Love ain't got nothing to do with how you do with your finances. Yeah. But when you get married, to me, your finances become my fine. We go through the same bullshit mm-hmm. with the IRS. <laughs> you feel me? Like I keep trying to tell people that, like, yo, you got, we gotta fix. We gotta fix you. I fix me, and if we get married, mm-hmm. we can work. Yeah. None of that said anything about love. I do not know why I got on that tangent just now. Mm, that was good though. It's heavy on your heart, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like yo, we grow. Yeah, because you said that that um, it's never it's never worked. 
Mm-hmm. So, and that's what you're trying to see, a peaceful relationship. So mm-hmm. my question is, do you think at this time, in this day and age, it's is it even possible? For a marriage to work? No, for you to find some some peace and all of the other stuff. Oh, yeah. Anything that in I one could, relationship. Anything that, that I could imagine and dream of is possible. I don't believe in, in impossibilities. I believe that we are creators and we are manifestors and whatever we desire, truly desire, we can achieve it without a problem. Okay. So, yeah, I never questioned that. What do you, Drake, like, you think... But you gotta, you gotta depend on the other person as well for you to, for you to manifest that. <laughs> Dependency. There's certain words that make me like cringe. That's another one. Mm. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think love and partnership is based on dependency. I think it's more of what like you said. Like it's two people coming together after they got their stuff together. They're they're working. Their themselves are the priority, and the relationship is the second priority because two people that are not focused on the, themselves and working on themselves, they will never work in a partnership. Mm. So I think that. Um, your focus should just be you while you're by yourself and then when you go into the relationship you should still be focused on you and that would make the relationship flourish what you give to each other is an excess not a dependency you don't wait on the other person to make you happy you make you happy mm-hmm. so that you can bring happiness to the relationship what uh what's your thoughts on exes would you would you double back in a relationship mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm also abnormal in the fact that I'm friends with most of my exes. I think there's only like one that's not really talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, he's a little upset. And then my recent, uh, well, the ex that I was talking about being abusive, um, I personally decided to detach from him. I think that um, eventually we will talk again and be cool, but right now we can't. Um, but I, I believe that in anybody that you share experiences with, even if you decide to detach from them or not, like they shouldn't be hard feelings like you should be good um so i keep those relationships opened um and at this point there is no one that i would want to double back on um one thing with me is i give my all and i put all of it in there even when i'm not getting it back in return so that when i walk away i could say you know what i gave my all in it and there's nothing left to give and i could walk away at peace um so no there is nobody that i would double back on right now what about you, Dre? You doubling back? Nah, I ain't doubling back on nobody, but I do. Um, I agree with her in the sense like you can still have that relationship. You can still have a friendship. At the end of the day, y'all built the connection and y'all built that connection for a reason. You know, there might be some qualities in there and that person that you that you really like about that person. They could be a good person that you could communicate to and express your feelings to and stuff like that. People always want to have a shoulder to cry on and stuff like that. So I just feel like for certain things like that you always leave the door open for you guys to have a relationship whether it's romantic or just a friendship okay i don't think i'll double back either <laughs> that's it period yeah that's all i'm saying period <laughs> yeah i don't think i'll double back i think i'm straight but uh all right so with that with that in mind if you were with someone and it's just things that you don't like to do, like go to museums or whatever the case was. You like go to museums? Um, in other countries, I do. All right, cool. So, what about here? Not really here. All right, perfect. She so like to if, travel. You better have a passport. A passport is a requirement <laughs> to even like FaceTime with me. Thank you. <laughs> Shit. I just got my new. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
what I'm saying is if if all right, say, say you don't like to do certain things, adventurous things, nothing to do with sex or nothing. Just mm-hmm. like like I said, going to a museum or mm-hmm. diving, random shit. Mm-hmm. But the person you're dealing with, their ex is into it, or they invited them out. Like somebody, I think somebody asked us this before, right, Drake? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, like, what what would you do? Would you allow that person to go out with their ex to do these things that you just don't want to do? Allow that opportunity? Um, I think that this whole like control over our partners is also not realistic. I think that if you tell your partner that you are not comfortable with them doing something that they want to do, they're either going to do it behind your back <laughs> um, or he's, they're going to resent you for it because the innate nature of wanting to do it is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that I'll build relationships that are strong enough um, in security um, and stability that I wouldn't feel intimidated by him sharing experiences with anybody, exes or not, like anybody. Okay. Um, I just want to be able to trust enough. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to doubt my partner. Okay. You know, so if if I don't like doing something and he wants to go do it with someone, an ex, somebody else, a friend, whoever, please go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to do it. So. Now are you saying ex specifically though? Ex, ex or anybody yeah anybody um i mean i'm cool I, i'm also can't be a hypocrite right like i'm cool with my exes i also have a lot of male friends so i can't i can never i don't have the privilege to tell my partner at any point to this day that they can't have friends that are females or they can't be cool with their exes because that'll make me a hypocrite yeah interesting so would you vent to your ex about your current Um, mm, I have, I have, but never in like, um, I'm looking for you to give me insight type of venting. What are you looking for? Um, just, just a sounding board. Oh, okay. Like I'm not the person that I, and I don't do that. It's not just with my exes, but people like, I'm not the type of person who calls a friend to be like, okay, this is going on and I need help. Like, no, I deal with my stuff by myself because I feel like it's important for you not to have third party perspectives. Mm-hmm. Until your decision is made Like I don't I don't I don't um, What is it called I don't politic With my decisions With anybody Like I just make my decision okay. Interesting Yeah So I don't know I don't think I don't know man I don't want to Make it look like A controlling thing But To know that Every time me and you Get into something A disagreement Or whatever Albeit You go back to the person that you just left, like in my mind, that that might play on my insecurity. To be honest, yeah, you know? I'm not mature enough. Yeah, I don't think I I'm mature. Say, enough I'm not for mature that. enough no. for that. Cause what what if, I know if it was me, I'm a, at some point I'm, I'd like to take advantage if it's there. So if I see it coming and you upset and you vulnerable, and this is if I wasn't in a relationship, I just want to let this be known. <laughs> <laughs> But if an opportunity is there, take it. That's my that's mm-hmm. my motto, right? Yeah. So if my ex is coming to talk to me, and she's in a vulnerable state, and I already know if she, t- first off, you talking to me and we broke up, that means I ain't I ain't do you that bad because me and you was just talking about what I was called. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, 
whatever. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. called him a toxic piece of shit. Ooh. That that shit was hurt. Wait, what? Shit. Wow. I, I didn't even get called that, and I was hurt. Word. Wow, toxic piece of shit. Oh wow. <laughs> Word. Like not just a regular piece of shit, a toxic one. Yeah. Like it's not even already toxic. So if if a ex come back to talk to me, I know that the opportunity's there for me to pursue something further. So mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, that I don't see that really. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should vent to anybody, ex or not ex, about something that's going on in your relationship. I think that you should vent to your partner about what's going on in your relationship. It goes back to the communication piece, right? But again, when you if your partner's not listening, what other choice do you, you need have to leave them then? Like, if you don't want to work this out, we need to leave. It ain't that simple. I understand. I I mean, I guess. With me, I try a lot. Like, I try a lot. I do, but like, no, let's talk about it. Let's try to find ways. Like, I remember with my recent ex, um, I ended up like buying lingerie and like, sham- like paying all this just to have a conversation because he didn't want to have one. And Wait, I'm you like, lingerie so your boyfriend can have a conversation? Right, exactly. Oh, we just was talking about that too. Return that lingerie to the store. I should have never done that. It was silly. He still yeah. didn't want to, like, niggas, we still didn't get nowhere. Niggas don't care about that. But I was shit. really trying to have a conversation. I just really was trying all that I could to induce this conversation. How do you think that would go, though? You show up, take your robe off, you in this lingerie, and I want to talk? Yeah, I know he got pissed. <laughs> he got pissed. It was a bad decision. But I just was at my, like, wit's end. I didn't know what else to do. Like, what else can I do to enforce a conversation? I don't I don't want to talk to anybody else about our problem. Actually, I want to talk to you about our problem. Mm-hmm. So don't force me to want to talk to anybody else. I don't want to. I want to talk to you. You're the only one that's going to give a solution here. So, Hold like, on. talking to anybody else about your problem, I think, and a friend, an ex, whoever, is just not good. You wanted him to talk, so you showed up in lingerie. <laughs> but can we not don't, focus on that? Can we get sense. back to the question <laughs> at hand? Cause, nah, because <laughs> even I say even if y'all was on good terms, why would we talk at that point? All right, I get it now. Like he broke it down, I get it. It was not the best decision. <laughs> Wait, is that what he was saying? Yes, for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he was. I like, thought that he was, was pissed at you for other shit. <laughs> no, no, no. He was pissed that I would even want to have a conversation in that in that setting. setting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the whole playing in the insecurity part, I do agree with that. I do agree that, you know, going back to your ex and relying on your ex for anything that you should be relying on your man about is definitely not cool. I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't want it to be done to me. Um, I do believe that men are going to shoot their shot. Like, that's what y'all do. Y'all going to shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. I think that what I've learned throughout my experiences in time is that nothing that I control the tempo. Like, what I don't want to happen is not going to happen. Period. With a man. Like, I control the temperature and that always. So, um, I never go into a situation like, oh, he's not going to shoot his shot. I always go into the situation with whatever comes out of this is because I'm choosing to do it. Interesting. I hate when y'all go into it like that, though. Like, y'all know what's what's about to happen. You know your man ain't going to be happy with him even attempting and trying to shoot his shot. Right. And you don't this even want to get there. Right. And this is what I what I want, I guess, the type of relationship that I would, would want is, like, a man to understand that himself and the reality of things. Like, mm-hmm. my ex is not just going to try to shoot his shot. Every, Every man, man I come across... I come across and I'm going to connect with in yeah. any way is going to try to shoot his shot. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to be mad about men trying to shoot their shot, like you're just going to always be mad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that 
I, I, I think it's my responsibility um, to instill the type of security and understanding that I control the temple. So what I don't want to happen is not going to happen. And if, if something happens, that's on me. That's not on that man. That's on me. You should be mad at me, not him. Heard you. Yeah, I did some deep diving on that toxic piece of shit. <laughs> just now. He's still on it. He's still on it. <laughs> nah, I just, I just, and what happened? I just figured out the type of person I am. What is well, that? Well, why I can be called a toxic piece of shit. So I'm messing with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking her serious. So as the rules of engagement go, which we'll get to in another episode, but mm-hmm. the rules of engagement would go, it's fair game. So you say, you know, mm-hmm. niggas going to shoot their shot. I recommend you shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Here's where the toxicity comes. I'm messing with shorty. I feel a way about shorty. But I tell you to shoot your shot to shorty. Now, if you score, I'm happy for you. you but you were in. testing her? or you? What? But that's what I'm saying. Now I'm testing her now. So if you... But you, if you, you weren't sc- taking her serious. What else did you expect her to do? That's, that's My the point. Part. Exactly. That's the part, right? Wait, hold on. What? Why are you trying to set her up? My fault. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you setting her up for? That's not nice. But I'm just saying, like, if I send it out, like, yo, try your luck, and you end up lucky, now I'm like, you mad? I can't even trust her. She She had nothing to do with this. Wait, hold on, though. What do you mean she couldn't trust me? You weren't taking her serious. You think she didn't pick up on that energy? But I walk me through it. She got a point. Walk me through it, though. Let's you walk. picked up on energy that I wasn't taking you that seriously, but we, you don't, you don't have that vibe that I'm elsewhere with this. But somebody else shoot their shot and you let them score, and I'm wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying the situation happened based on what you set up. You contributed to a setup, and you gave the energy that this wasn't that serious. So why would you expect anything than what you got? Hmm. That's what you invested in. Yep. Yeah, I just want to let it be known that I've never been the type <laughs> to double back on the setup. Just want y'all to I don't know why you're setting people up. That's just sound crazy. Nah, this is old life. I'm a definite... How old? Like, man, last I'm month? Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah, nah. I'm trying to play my man. No, no I'm just asking. Roll, roll, roll. I'm asking. I'm trying to play him. I'm just asking. Shit, shit. I'm beneath that. I mean, I'm above that Oh, now. above. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully <beneath>. above. <laughs> That's beneath me now. Okay. I definitely don't play that game. But I definitely understood like that. Yeah, I'm a toxic piece of shit. Oh, I was a toxic piece of shit at that time. So you've accepted it. Yeah, like it just dawned on me like mm. the type of shit. Because niggas do that a lot. Niggas just, yo, bro, I see you messing with short. And I asked y'all like, what if one of your mans came to you and go, my fault. It's okay. What if one of your mans come... So I say you dating somebody, right? And you just dating. Like, it's, y'all ain't do nothing physical. It's just like, took you out. But one of your homegirls, they like him. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in that scenario? I mean, any friend that I have will probably know, like, anything I touch, they're untouched goods. Like, don't touch my goods. Whether I'm with it or not. I don't like it. I don't like sharing stuff. But what if that's the person she's supposed to be with? I mean, you should go. If that's what you really need to do, like, go do it. But that, that never, that's not going to sit right with me initially. Like, maybe I could get there. I'm just not there yet. Yo, people are really selfish. Yeah, we're selfish. We are. We are. And we, we, we think we own each other. That's really the thing. Like, why should I feel like because I was experiencing something with him that that means that he belongs to me forever? Mm. If I don't want him anymore... 
and they want something else and they want each other, they should be able to go do it. I know. I I, I know. I'm perfectly aware of how that sounds. Yeah. But I'm just not there yet. So all of your exes are virtually off limits to your friends. I, I would, for my comfort level, yes. Yeah. But would you really care? I don't know. I don't know. It never happens. But I don't. I can't say that it wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. Okay. Like I'm already like, like I really kind of like get nauseous just thinking about it. But I shouldn't because it's not a big deal. I don't want him, so he should be. He should be free, and so should she. Nah, I don't. I don't. With the exes, under any circumstances, no, they they're off limits, regardless of anything, regardless of how I feel about the person at this current state. Mm-hmm. They're off limits to me. And here's an example where you was just chatting with somebody. I wasn't really doing anything. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't believe in holding somebody. Yeah, back if you their, didn't do anything, it wasn't a relationship. Yeah, I guess that's that. I wouldn't care about that. If you was just like, like, if I was just talking, I went on a few dates, and then it didn't work out. Like, that's fine. But if we had a relationship, yeah, like if one of my eight, my eight guys, my roster right now, I threw three of them away. Anybody, they free game. Fact that she just out with this shit is insane. So. She called it a roster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit is crazy. It's okay. We're allowed. All right. So, like I said earlier, my man Tool couldn't be here. Unfortunately, we miss you. We miss you, my boy. We miss like you, said, boy. This two shall pass. Uh, so we're here with Melissa from the Relations Podcast. Like I said before. And uh, like I said earlier, we, we linked up because I, I heard some, some content, I liked it, reached out, here we are. Simple as that. That simple. So I just want to, you know, give you the opportunity to let people know about your podcast, where they can find it, what, t- what type of content you're providing on there, the experiences. Of course. We just had one, it was dope. Word, we do have experiences. So, um, Relations Podcast is um, a safe space for us to come together and talk about things, lineages that we have to heal based on breaking cycles, breaking cycles, and learning things about our behaviors, our experiences, so that we can, you know, grow from it and heal some things. So, check me out and us because I have a, a new co host at each episode. So, we're on Spotify, iTunes. Um, SoundCloud and YouTube at relationspodcast.com. Relations R E L A Y S H O N S podcast. Um, you can find me on my website, The Diary of MR. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook at The Diary of MR. Um, and a lot of cool things I'm working on. I'm going to be having Breaking Cycle events. They're going to be a series of events, and I'm starting with Sunday dinners. So we're going to be having live podcasts with a five-course meal, a chef available, and a whole experience. So please check out for that. That's going to come out soon. Um, and that, that's going to, of course, is going to elevate to other things. So 2020, I'm ready for it. I hope you are. Um, so, you know, check me out. Yeah, I want to be invited to one of these the, the five course. You will get a personal yeah, invite from yeah, me because I need that five course meal yes. thing you was talking about. Yes. What has been one of the most difficult things you had to deal with during this podcast and ever like? Um, How long you've been doing it? For? So I started a podcast with a co-host um, in California 
over two years ago. I would say three years ago now. Um, and it was me and her. If, if you follow the shoe podcast, uh, thank you for supporting us. It was a great time. Um, we had a lot of good conscious conversations. And then I had to sporadically move back to New York and I was kind of left by myself. Um, then my mom passed away. So I was like healing from that or mourning my mom. And in the process of mourning my mom, I came to realize like I need to, in order for me to heal, in order for me to deal with the things that I'm dealing with, I have to break these cycles in my lineage. I need to heal my mother, my mother's pain, uh, my grandmother's pain, our trauma. And I thought the best way to do that is to communicate it, to remove the shame from it and talk about it and honestly and openly. And so if you listen to my first initial episode, just disclaimer is a tearjerker, um, but it's just <laughs> me talking about um, my healing experience. It was nine months after my mom passed away. I, I recorded it on her birthday um, and I, it was definitely intense to do that, but that helped me remove that shame that I carried from being now this de-rooted, unparentless child and understand that I am a person and a human of this earth and I belong here and I have a purpose here. Um, and part of that purpose is healing my mom's pain, my grandmother's pain, our lineage, our ancestors' pain. Um, so my main and priority is to bring healing to bring good, good conversations honest conversations in our communities people that look like us um, so that we can begin really doing some change on this earth because it's time I'm over it already <laughs> um, so like, what's one of your favorite episodes that you've done so far that people could check out um I'm going to release one tomorrow um, about uh, two-pointer rediscovery. So I um, had a conversation with Courtney, um, wonderful, wonderful laws um, at you can follow her on Instagram and um, basically we're talking about our traumas and um, our grief and how that has helped us evolve and start to recognize who have, we have become over time um, and we give some tips on how we're healing and how we're doing it um, and we got real raw and honest so really check that out that's coming out tomorrow Monday tomorrow's the what the ninth so February 9th, 2020. Um, yes, go check that out. It's going to be good. What is the 10th? Yeah. Oh, so it's February the 10th. I apologize about that. The 10th. Um, and it's going to be available for you guys to listen to it. So tune in. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. Like I said earlier, man, this shit is a vibe. like talking to a mirror. Female version of me. I like this shit. I love that. But uh, sound like another one. Yes, sir. We did it one more yeah, time. Did it one more time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as always, thank you for the support. We're on um, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I encourage people to go check out the videos, see the reactions, see the beautiful young lady that we got here today. That's at So Here's the Thing podcast on YouTube. And then we're also available on all audio platforms Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, iHeartRadio at So Here's the Thing. As always. Hold on, Drake. Also, uh, like we always say before, the, the, the playlist is available on title. Just search it up. So here's the thing. This will be so here's the thing, uh, episode 20. Yeah. So if you want to hear the vibes that we put together for today's episode, just check it out. You can search on title for the playlist. You'll find it. Uh, go ahead, Dre. What you was going to say? Oh, no, man. We just signing out. Shout out to. Yeah, shout out to. But, you know, we held it down. As always, it's your boy Dre, aka Condre West. We out. It's your boy Stizzy, man. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Love that song.